Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. All right, all right, everyone. Welcome to Real Estate 360 Show. My name is Jason Miles, and I am here with the one, the only, Stevie C. Hello, it is great to be here. <laughs> so. Now, you can't, for those of you that are listening and not watching this on a YouTube channel, uh, we have the uh, Steve Conley's rap persona with us today, hip-hop persona. Yeah, you know, you got to represent, right? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you should tell everybody since I'm having a hard time talking. Yeah, so what, what, what we've got going on right now is the uh, Steve's been doing a little uh, mining, gold mining, apparently with his mouth. So we have <laughs> we have a mouthful of gold, gold today. No diamonds. But very, very shiny gold. Very, very shiny. Just for you, you know, just so you know, this is called a grill. It's a grill. That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. And what does that grill represent for you today? It represents, uh, you know, us girls just want to have some fun. <laughs> and um, this is a lifestyle business. And you know what? Uh, I've done what I need to do with these, and I'm going to take them out. <laughs> I think so. I think so. We, we are having, you know, the lisp, but really, it really goes a long way, you know. It really goes a long way. I like the lisp. But the reality of it is, yes, what we're talking about is a lifestyle business, and this is a business that allows you to kind of do what you want to do if you do it correctly. And the main way to do it correctly in terms of finding deals is marketing, right? Yes, that's where we left off at the last show. That's correct. Was marketing. That's right. So. And because, I mean, you can talk about marketing all day, all night. There's so many different ways to go about it. You can, you know, knock on doors. You can send mailers. You can uh, cold call. You can employ other people to cold call for you. You can skip trace. You can, God forbid, you can use the robocalling services. Oh, but, gosh. <laughs> who would do that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, hey, listen, people employ every possible option to uh, find deals, Inclu right? Including auctions. That, that Exactly. Auctions are, but you got to have some cash for that, though. You got to well, have some cash, and you really absolutely need a lot of expertise. You definitely do. I mean, I, uh, if, for me, when I go, when I, I still go to the auctions on occasion, but it has to be a specific thing. Although it's a good strategy that, again, people with the cash can, can employ, they can put it to work, and if they just, if they just know their numbers, though. If you're looking at a deal, and it's at the auction, you have to know how much you're going to spend at the max, and then just don't go over it, you know, because so many people kind of get caught up in the emotion of this whole bidding process, because it can be, you know, a little overwhelming. Not only the cash requirement uh, puts a big burden on. You know, new investors, old investors, anybody that's, you know, this is a cash flow business. But the one of the big challenges, you can't even get in to see the inside of a auction property. You know, you, you can drive by it usually, and that's it. That's right. So you're buying a little bit of a pig and a poke. And, you know, I've only been doing this for about 35 years. That's and, all. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've been to a bunch of auctions, you know, where they're trying to sell stuff. And uh, Beyond everything else, beyond all the other challenges, the cash, and you know, you don't know what you're buying, the prices are like out the the roof. They absolutely can be, but you know, that that goes into the next part of this. You know, a lot of the seasoned auction people, you know, they they don't come alone, 
right? And I liken it to the Velociraptors in in um, in Jurassic Park. You know, you see the one, but it's the two on the side that you don't see, and they're the ones that are setting you up. People don't know that, and they're bidding the prices up. They're bidding against each other because they've got you in the web. They see the emotion in your face. Right. You know, they can see that you really want this thing, and nine times out of ten, they're the sellers, or they represent the sellers. Of course, the most they can get for these, the better. Uh, but you see that happen a lot, but you don't see it until you've done it, until you're out there and you're in it, and then you start to notice it. But by the time you've noticed it, you've spent tens of thousands of dollars, more than you should have spent on multiple properties. Absolutely. And I, you probably have bought one or two houses at the auction or an auction. Absolutely. One or two. I have never bought one because, you know, I'm looking at these things and I'm thinking, I can go buy this, you know, out on the street for yeah. less than what they're selling them for. Now, I, I did have a package of 24 houses that I had that I actually auctioned off. Mm-hmm. Now, hey, if you want to sell them that way, I think that's a great idea. It is a great idea, but you have to get yourself into that position, Yeah, right? Right. So, <clears throat> and that a lot of people don't really know how to get themselves in that position either. Right. Because it's, it's not a tactic that's utilized by the vast majority of investors. It's generally held for uh, more savvy investors, lenders, things of that nature, you know, note buyers even. Right. So note buyers, uh, that's a great way for note buyers to get in. Like, I mean, you're familiar with a couple of the deals that we've done, of oh, course. Yeah. You know, we did a deal where um, we bought the second mortgage. Then we bought the taxes. But the person who owned the house wasn't paying anything at all. So we approached the first uh, lender, the first lien holder, and offered them a price, a discounted price for that first position mortgage. That lender had already started the uh, foreclosure process, which saved us a couple thousand bucks. Yeah. You know, when it was all said and done, but we bought the second mortgage. We paid the taxes so we wouldn't have this huge tax lien. Then we went and bought the first mortgage and allowed the foreclosure to go through. It was a $74,000 all-in acquisition. That property sold at auction for $106,000. And you didn't even want it to sell. I didn't want it to sell. I <laughs> wanted to do the renovations on the property. But how can you say no to, you know, 30 grand? Uh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just today. A bird in the hand. That's right. A bird in the hand. So there's a lot more that, you know, you can do, obviously, with a $30,000 profit. You got all your cash back. But the, the whole point is these auctions are a great place to make money if you know that you've got a great deal. Yeah, you probably need some more education before you start doing that. Or just go down there and, you know, jump in. And That's the start, best way to get bidding. it. <laughs> you know, what the heck. That's the best way to go. You go down there and you just look at the people. You just see who's doing what. Stand back. Yeah. Stand back from it, you know, and watch the people. Yeah, stand back. Don't start bidding. Don't bid. Don't bid. <laughs> Don't bid at all. Although, you know, there are in some states uh, ways that you can bid. Right. And you have 30 days to come up with the money. I know South Carolina's like that. Right. Um, but, uh, it, you know, for, for those folks, that gives them the opportunity to get potentially get a good deal because they're bidding against these juggernauts in the marketplace, these uh, private equity firms that are interested in buying them, fixing them, renting them out for a while and doing a, you know, maybe a 7 8%, 9% interest rate, you know, uh, interest on the money on an annual basis, we can't live like that. No. You know, we, <laughs> no, we, we need, can't do that. We need much larger <laughs> spreads, you know. We well, see, have it. 
a lot of those guys are just cash, and they, they're moving the money around, so they're not really as active. Uh, so they're not adding that energy and time and expertise that we are. So we can't look at our stuff as, hey, we're, we're getting 100% or 200% return on our, on our money. Right. Because, you know, we're, we're adding a lot of effort and energy and time. You know, if we paid somebody to do all those things, then that number would go down a lot. For sure. So For sure. And then, of course, we have those for sale by owners, which yes. we are really big, and we were talking about this a little bit Saturday, uh, the market today, you can still find deals, right? But you have to create your deals today. It isn't just as simple as running outside and uh, finding a deal like you could, you know, 15 years ago when they were absolutely everywhere. You really have to orchestrate how you want this deal to play out because a lot of times there are situations specifically when you're dealing with for sale by owner situations. Right. You know, when they've put it out there for sale, you know, they've done some research. Now, I'm not saying that they're 100% correct in their research because how many people do we come across that look at the Zestimate and said, hey, my house is worth $300,000, right. but it's missing a front door and they've got boards on all the windows, right? So, I mean, those things happen all the time. And then we wind up having to educate a lot of these folks but it's just it's a it's a task. You know, we speaking of that education, um, that's the estimate, of course, is Zillow. Yeah. And you have put together a whole training course on how to use Zillow to accurately uh, value properties. Absolutely. For for selling and for buying. Yeah. So you know what we have is a method, a free method, basically in terms of using Zillow, of how you can evaluate properties without necessarily having to find someone that's an agent that's willing to pull comps for you that may or may not be the comps you want, depending on the agent that you're working with, right? right? So, you know, you can look there and you can, you can set up ranges, a price range of properties that have sold, of properties that have listed, uh, bed and bath count, square footage, year built, all these different tools that Zillow gives you. Mm-hmm that you can look and see what has actually sold in the marketplace based on the square footage or the price, whatever it is you're looking for, so you can know what this, this property can be worth. Absolutely. As well as the ability to understand what it's going to cost to renovate it. Because we deal with a lot of people that are calling us and saying, hey, here's a great deal. Right. And they throw this deal and they say, look, you can buy it for $160,000, uh, $40,000 in work is going to make it be worth $350,000. And you look at the house and it's 800 square feet. Oh, you know, yeah. It hasn't been renovated oh, since 1947. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it is just ridiculous what some of these quote unquote wholesalers, these professionals, if you will, right. uh, kind of just shovel out there to a lot of people that don't know what they're looking at. You know, I was talking to one wholesaler. He wanted to work with me, and I said, yeah, let's, we'll do some stuff. And he'd been around for a long time. Yeah. And uh, so I sent him some properties, and I said, you know, make me a flyer. He honestly didn't even know how to actually create an ARV. He didn't know how to actually look up to see what a value might be. He didn't understand how to come up with the, the numbers for renovation. Yeah. The only thing, he, he said, listen, the reason I'm a wholesaler is because I find people that have houses, and I turn around, and I just send them out. And That's I, all he does. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and, and there are people that are making significant amounts of money doing Nothing, that. But yeah. 
but it's there's a price, and the price is from the person that's actually buying it because they don't know what they're getting, and they're coming right. out of pocket a lot. But we're going to take a break. we got a break for a second, and when we come back, we're going to get right back into this. Your source for financial news. This is Biz 1190. WAFS Atlanta. Radio from the heart of Buckhead. That's always right on the money. Hello, uh, welcome back to Real Estate 360, the show that takes you to the pro. And with me, Jason Miles. I got to tell you, just for a second there, you sounded like the old Harry Carey. Hello and welcome back. (laughs) Just for a second, I heard Harry Carey. Okay. (laughs) Maybe I'm channeling Harry Carey. I don't know. You're not going to believe what you're seeing here today. (laughs) That may be true. But... Since we're on the not believing subject, let's talk about negotiating. Yes. So um, a lot of, listen, it's not that important. Now, I know you talk about negotiating, and, and understanding negotiations is kind of critical. But also understanding who you're talking to is, in my opinion, even more critical because I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, hey, man, I found this great deal and blah, blah, blah. It's in a great neighborhood. Doesn't need that much work. The owner wants to sell it, but he won't budge on his price. And and I, I don't know how to negotiate with him because I need to get it down, you know, $10,000, $20,000, $30,000, $50,000 right. or something like that. And and I'm thinking, you know, in a negotiation, there are two parties, typically two parties. And one of them needs to be more motivated than the other one. In other words, when I'm talking to somebody, a seller in particular, I need that seller to be way more motivated to sell mm-hmm. than I am to buy. Yeah. That makes negotiations quite simple. Yeah. Well, so, that's really, I mean, there's a, a few different schools of thought as it relates to negotiating, and it really depends. I mean, when you're trying to buy something from someone you don't know, you're really selling, and that's what most true. people don't understand. Yeah. You know, and part of selling is understanding what your need is as the buyer. How can you buy into me? If I can't identify your pain, exactly. I'm never going to be good at my job as a negotiator. It, you know, we call ourselves real estate investors, but we're marketers and we're real estate problem solvers. That's correct. Now, this scenario I just gave you with this person that had a, a seller, that seller did not have a particular problem. Yeah. So there's no problem for us to solve. There's nothing for us to do there. So the, the answer to that question is next. You yeah. know, go find somebody that has a problem so that you have a job to do. Because otherwise, there's no reason for us to exist in the marketplace. That's right. Because not every person is motivated to sell. Right. In fact, in a lot of our marketing efforts, we'll get people that call us and say, hey, I'm not really interested in selling, but make me an offer. Let me see what the market, you know, will give me for my house. And here's what I say to them. Here's what you should do. Do a little research. Find out who the most active uh, realtor is in your neighborhood and call them and have them list your house. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes I, I could think of one time in particular I got a call like that. and It was actually in, in my neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, I went over and, and saw the guy, looked at his house, beautiful house, you know, built in the 70s, very well kept, big Big ranch on a basement. I mean, it's a big house, big lot. Mm. And uh, 
<clears throat> I like big ranches on baseball. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. You know, I mean, a little, little dated, right? Sure. But it was something that he could very easily sell right now for, you know, at that point anyway, for about two and a quarter. Mm. And I just, I was just honest with him. I said, listen, you know, <laughs> I, I can make you an offer, but my offer is going to be way less than what this, what you can get for this house. My recommendation is that if you are interested in selling it, do what you just said, right. you know, call this agent or call an agent and, uh, and get top dollar for it because this is how much you'll get for this house as it sits right now. And I was just honest with him. And I find that when I'm in those kinds of situations, it's a lot easier just to, instead of lowballing someone, because yeah. there's a bunch of deals out there. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to fight for the one deal. You don't have to, you know, tell this person, you don't have to take advantage of people. You right? don't. You know, we were talking about this earlier today. Yeah. All you have to do is imagine what you want. That's right. And uh, do it in the proper way and then just watch the universe deliver it to you. Now, that sounds really airy-fairy, but, you know, you said something when we were talking about this this morning. Yeah. You said, and it's real. It is real. Living in abundance. I know we're kind of sidebar, but it's the truth. Yeah. Any success at anything you do, you have to be confident in what you're doing. You can't walk around life worrying about, oh, how do I pay this bill? I need this money. Listen, Mm -mm. we live in a world that's full of abundance. The example that I use are the trees. You know, the trees live in abundance. They don't try to live. They don't try to breathe. They don't try to grow. They just do. Now, of course, we as humans have to act. There has to be action behind what we do. But we are surrounded by power. We are surrounded by powerful energy. And that energy will take us to everywhere we want to go. So as it relates to the kind of energy you put out there, if you try to take advantage of someone, yeah. that's the kind of energy you're going to get back. It's all a reflection. It is. Every single thing is a reflection. It is. Some people call it karma, but I don't really go to the karma route. I'm, I think it's more just, you know, it's going to show, you're going to see yourself in everybody else out there. Mm-hmm. That's true. But let's not get too deep into this because we're here for real estate investing. <laughs> but it, it, it is, it's very it's But it's my favorite subject, you know. Absolutely, because it's real. And the reality of that is by not taking advantage of this guy, you know, and telling him, look, yeah. I'm going to offer you like 160000 but it's worth $65,000 more right. right now. Yeah. You know, that guy appreciated that conversation so much, he started sending me. Now, I didn't do any deals with the people that he sent because they, they wanted the same kind of thing. But, uh, right. but the point is, we built a relationship in that, in that moment, a, a positive relationship in that moment of just sharing an, uh, an honest opinion about what he could do with his house instead of trying to lowball him and, you know, steal the house basically. I yeah. Mean, I mean, not really technically steal it, but, you know, but he sent me, I think, three or four other people that were interested in selling their homes, and that, that would not have happened had I tried to uh, take advantage of them. And that, again, um, goes, goes right into how we build these relationships with these people in that moment so that we can effectively negotiate. And he had really not any particular problem for you to solve. None whatsoever. So You know, there was no pain there. Right. So one of the things that I do when I'm negotiating is uh, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's powerful. Yeah. I say nothing. Yeah. You know, I ask a question, and then I will just be quiet and listen to what the person has to say about this house because you never know. 
And the only way you're going to know is if you have some kind of inside information or if you shut up and listen to what they say. Because you're going to know in just a matter of minutes if this is a house that they grew up in, yeah. you know, or, you know, it was a, a family uh, member that passed away and left it to them. They're going through a divorce, you know, and it was an investment property. They're tired of renters destroying the house, whatever the case. We'll never know that if we don't just shut up and listen. And, of course, ask the right questions that will allow that person to talk as they walk you through the property. If you f- tend to forget about that, let's break down the asking word for a minute. Let's break it down into two words. First two letters, A-S, as, and the last four letters, king. So you're acting as a king when you ask questions and you're asking. Well, that's, I like that. Yeah. You never heard that, have you? I have not. Yeah. I will be incorporating that into a lot of conversations over the next couple weeks. Asking questions is so powerful. We've all heard, you know, you have two ears and one mouth. Use those proportionately, but we all, that's, a, that's one of those, you know, things you hear over and over again, and after a while, you don't hear it anymore. Yeah. So there's a new, new twist. I like that twist. Yeah. As king. As king. Yeah, yeah, that's solid. That's solid. Hey, what, what else would people do to find, you know, great deals on houses? You know, it's really interesting that you, you even bring this up because for some reason, this has really been the energy that has uh, kind of, kind of taken over, uh, you know, our social media stuff. We've got people from all around the country right now uh, calling and saying, hey, listen, I'm trying to find properties. I got a a message on uh, Instagram yesterday from a guy in Colorado. Uh, All week it's just been people in different places. And, you know, they're like, hey, listen, I'm in this market. I can't really do this because of the values. And the reality of it is you can. You can do it everywhere. You can simply just... Put out your bandit signs. Is it going to work? Yeah, if you're consistent with it. You know, are you going to get a million phone calls a week if you've got five million signs out there? Absolutely. <laughs> right. Right? right. But generally, no. I mean, you have to couple your efforts. Um, you know, we had a gentleman that had 200 bucks, and he's like, what can I do? Yeah. You, you know, so I said, hey, you got a computer? Yes. Do you have a printer? Yes. Okay. Make flyers. Four to a sheet. And go out and start knocking on doors. Sounds familiar. Yeah. I mean, it's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's what I did. And there you go. You're going to, and then we talk about how you set up your contracts and how you get due diligence periods, but that's a whole nother thing. But when I had $200, that was all I had. Yeah. I ran, I went down and ran an ad. Yeah. You know, I yeah. wanted people calling me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, everybody has their own way and, uh, the, the door knocking way is extremely powerful. It is. And, and, and again, you know, there are other things that you can do as well. Uh, we talk about reverse marketing, cross-marketing other people's properties. Sure. You know, you don't have to necessarily know how to go out there and find a deal right now. You you should because your profit margins are, you know, a lot larger when you're the point of contact for that purchase. Um, but if you're just starting out and you really don't have a bunch of time, you don't have a bunch of money, yeah. and you're a little bit internet savvy, I mean, I mean, you don't really have to be too savvy to, learn, to know how to use Facebook, right? Get involved in uh, Facebook mar- uh, groups, real estate groups, marketing groups, specifically, though, for real estate. 
and start to market other people's properties and make yourself fifteen hundred, two thousand, twenty five hundred bucks. Jump into Craigslist. Absolutely. You know, buy you can buy stuff there, you can sell stuff there. That's right. Now you have to weed through some of the nonsense on Craigslist, but you know, hey, it's yeah. just part of it, you know. That's and it's a great way, it's a beautiful place to build your active buyers list. That's how I started mine. That's right. Me too. Time. I yeah. mean, it just makes no sense really when you have this this opportunity in front of you not to take advantage of it when it can cost you nothing to do. But we do have to take this break, Steve. Okay. We're coming up against a hard break. All right. Well, then uh, let's talk about uh, some other stuff when we get back. See you in a minute. (laughs) Broadcasting from the heart of Buckhead, this is WAFS Atlanta. Talk. Business. All day. We're Biz 1190, and we're always right on the money. All right, we are back. Welcome back, Steve. How was the break? It was fantastic. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, it seems like it's been forever. Yes. <laughs> hey, a friend of mine, uh, you know, uh, he called me up and he said, uh, "How you doing?" And I said, "Oh yeah, I'm doing good." He said, "What do you mean, doing good?" I said, "I'm doing, I'm doing great." He said, "What about the words you always say every time I call?" And I said, "Oh, what word?" And he said, "You know the F word." I said. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> For some reason, I was, you know, not, not on that wavelength. Not that day. Yeah. So let me ask you something, Steve. Yes. Now, we hear a lot of people, uh, they, when I say people, I mean other investors or a lot of the uh, quote-unquote gurus out there uh, talk about not buying properties that were listed or not using agents. Right. You know, at all. Uh, I know I know how you feel about it. I know how I feel about it. But can you kind of share with everybody your your real thoughts? My real thoughts? Yeah. You know, n- <laughs> no uh, hokey pokey or anything? No hokey pokey. So we love realtors. I love realtors, you know. Granted, not all of them understand what we do. Right. Which is right. fine. But there are a lot of them that do understand that we're always using, we've, we've always got, you know, two, three, four realtors that we're working with at any one time yeah. to help us find real estate deals and to help us sell them. Of course, you know, certainly after we've gone through and renovated one, we want to retail it. We, we just list it, Yeah, you know, or even when we deal. have some deals that might take us a little longer to sell because that happens. I mean, you wind up with inventory sometimes. You know, we'll do non-exclusive uh, agreements with agents all the time Yeah. to, you know, to, to in an attempt to appeal to a broader audience, right? Hey, you know, we keep saying this is about marketing. Yeah. So guess what? Realtors have a, a in some cases, a lot of cases, have a much wider reach with their MLS systems. And then they'll go ahead and post it on Zillow and Redfin and True, Trulia and yeah. all those other sites. And, you know, that takes a lot of time and effort and energy that, you know, if we're, if we're working on, you know, 12 renovations and a half a dozen wholesale deals and some commercial stuff, yeah. we may not really have the time or the you know, desire to do that, you know, in our spare time. Yeah, know, especially with problem deals. Yeah, that's you know? right. You know, we got, <laughs> hey, listen, speaking of that, you, you know, when you go to these real estate seminars and they show you these great deals out there and they, they just line up. And then you you get out on the street and you start looking at them. They don't. None of them look like that. Yeah. And um, and that's why you know 
there are mentoring courses. That's why there's education courses. And we just happen to have one coming up, which is a pretty simple one. Uh, it's called uh, Wholesale Mastery. Yes. And that is, I think we're going to charge, what, 5000 for that? It's two hours with me and, and you. Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually going to double that to 10 I, You know, it's worth it. It is. Because, you know, you get us and then you, you, you can call us and do all whatever you want to do. And in all actuality, real estate is a relationship business. Everything is relationships, right? So it's who you know. It's how you can kind of network with people, how you can build with people that are already in it, how you can partner with people that maybe have the same skill set within reason as you. Um, the, what we offer in these events, and we're just kidding. It's not 5000 It's not 10000 but what we offer here... It's 199 right? N- not even. What? It is about 10% of that. Why are we doing it? Because we want to help you. There's no other... We're going to lose money. We always we lose money every <laughs> week because there's only 30 seats available, generally speaking, right? So this isn't about it being a profit center for us. It never is. It never was, right? What we do, these local live events, are really to build a network of people that want to do deals, that are doing deals, that offer funding, that offer financing, that, that, that want to be in uh, uh, short-term and long-term partnerships, whether they're single-family or multifamily. Right. Those, are the, those are the things that we want to do. We are creating relationships, or at least, at least the opportunity to create relationships with and for people. And that, that's what this is all about. I mean, it's not, you're not going to come there. It's not cocktail hour. You're going to come there and you're going to get actionable information. You're going to know exactly what to do when you leave there. You're going to know who to do it with. You're going to have options. You're going to have, and you're going to get your questions answered. Maybe you're in the middle of something or you're trying to do something and you just can't get over the hump. You know, this is a perfect place to get those questions answered and to know exactly what you need to do to get to where you want to go. And that's wholesale mastery? That's wholesale mastery. Uh, you can find that on Eventbrite. Now it's not really ten percent of one ninety nine. It's going to be we're going to round it off to twenty dollars. That's right. Okay. So it's ten point zero zero one one. Okay. <laughs> well, you can find that on Eventbrite. Just go type in wholesale mastery and look for it. It's, it's going to be in Smyrna from ten o'clock until twelve o'clock, and that is. Let me just check my schedule here. That is August the 17th, Saturday, August the 17th. Saturday, August 17th. We recommend people get there by, you know, 930 so you can get your continental breakfast, which consists of fruit and, and donuts. donuts and coffee and coffee and juice. And, yeah. and there's probably going to be a little water. Maybe we should skip the breakfast so we can maybe get closer to breaking even on this. What do you think? <laughs> maybe. No, no. Okay. Well, instead of two fruit trays, we'll just have one. All right, well, okay. I'm tired of taking them home. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, we were talking about where to find properties and realtors. And and, um, so there was this time when I was just, you know, kind of starting over again. And uh, I was looking for stuff. And I didn't really want to spend any money. Want to. And uh, so um, this realtor, you know, I was working with this realtor. And she she was an investor you know, friendly realtor. She understood what it was I needed, you know? Yes. And so she sent me stuff and, uh, there was this particular property that came across my desk and I said, Oh yeah, I like this one. And so uh, I hopped in the car and just went down and drove by, looked at it, couldn't get inside. 
didn't matter so much because, wait a minute, no, I didn't even, no, this is one I didn't even go look at. Mm. I just wrote the contract. I said, yeah, let's, let's do this one because it looked good. Now, why can I do that? Well, I've got a few years' experience at this thing. I know what I'm looking at usually right when I see it on a piece of paper. Um, now, it, it you know, it's kind of like the Internet. Things look different when you actually see them in person, you know. Right, but, right. But this was pretty cut and dried for me. So I wrote the contract, and, and it got accepted. And so I did my marketing thing, and I, and I wrote a contract and sold it. Uh, pretty much in a, like a week or two, made mm-hmm. cleared four grand, and this is on a listed property. Yeah, yeah. Now there is <clears throat> there is a process that you have to follow when you're dealing with listed properties, and we do that. And we I, I think we talked about this on a at, at another time, uh, where we got those properties out in East Cobb. Right. Uh, there were two of them we got out there, and they were asking. 460, we got them down, I think, 350 or 360, 380, somewhere in there. Um, but we kept the listing. We asked them to keep the listing in there because we were marketing, and it gave us a lot of room uh, to negotiate that price. Exactly. So people would search it, and they'd say, oh, this property's listed for 460, right, or 450. We've already got the property under contract, so it doesn't matter if they're calling whoever, whatever agent, right? So we're marketing that property to our network for substantially less than the four or six. I think we were at uh, four and a quarter or maybe even a little bit less than that on one of them. Could be. Um, but uh, that's what you do. I mean, it, cr- it creates leverage for you. So when people are going online and they're searching this particular property, they're seeing that it's listed at 460, but they're seeing that you're offering at 425. It gives them an incentive to call you, although they're probably going to call an, uh, an agent. Or that agent, which they might. you don't really care. You know, it doesn't matter because you have it tied up. So what you're saying, if you have a property that you're trying to sell that's listed out there for 100 but you're trying to sell it for 120 ain't going to that, happen. That that's kind of hard. Is it's, that what you're it's, saying? It's pretty difficult. Okay. Because you know what? What's going to happen? They're just going to put up backup offers, uh, right? Of course. And, and that's fine. But you have to be smarter than the average bear, boo-boo. Yeah. Right? Okay. So you have to absolutely 100% get a better deal than the 100 it's listed at. Yeah. Period, point blank. I mean, I've known people that will uh, get it maybe at the 100 or 95,000, you know, just throwing numbers out there, and have the listing go up, the price of the listing go up mm-hmm. so that they can create that illusion of a spread. You know, there are so many different angles that one could utilize. The reality of it is there are deals there. So whether you're wholesaling, whether you're a fixer, flipper, or buy and hold person, yeah. there are absolutely deals that can be had. Is it as good as it was in 2009? Absolutely not. Well, it isn't. No. You know, I mean, there are deals there, but they're not in abundance right. as they were 10 years ago. Well, you got to go make them, I heard. Somebody said that to you me. You got to go or make A little them. bit earlier in this show, as a matter of fact, <laughs> That's I right. think somebody said, you got to go create your opportunities right. in this market. That's exactly right. They're not now hanging on trees or there's a plethora of them out there. It makes no difference if you can't recognize them when you see them. That's right. You know? That's exactly right. You and I can see them yep. like, like crazy. And we see what's happening now. So now we, there's, there's always new strategies. You know, we've been around some of us for several decades. You, you and I both. Yeah. 
Couple cycles. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. That's exactly where I was going. There's cycles in the marketplace. You know, things go up, things go down. You know, there's the RTC. There's uh, uh, the the crash of 08, and then you know things went down. Now things are going up. And get what's next? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I mean, it's inevitable for us to have a correction. But how do you prepare yourself for that? Right. And 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 that's that's not a you know, that's a real question. You you have to prepare yourself for the downside. So many people get stuck in wholesale, fix and flip. That's what I do. This is what I do. And then they are stuck in an economic cycle that they can't get out of until the cycle turns because they have not prepared themselves for this change. Right. That is inevitable. That is always going to happen. And that's why we're moving aggressively into multifamily. That's right. You know, but listen, let's take a quick break. Okay. And can we touch back on that when we come back? Just a little bit? I don't think so. All right. I love it. (laughs) All right. All right. See you in a minute, Steve. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy. We'll buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833-WILL-BUY. Se habla español. Llámanos. Call us today. All right, we are back. We are back. We are back. Steve, we just left off talking a little bit about well, we actually just mentioned multifamily. Yes, we did. And uh, I wanted to. I did not say no. Little... We weren't going to talk about multifamily. Yeah, you sure did, but we got to do it. Okay, because, all right. Listen, we've got people out here that are, <laughs> you know, they watch a lot of television, they go to a lot of seminars, and they kind of get stuck into that single family uh, real estate business, right? And can, can I clear up something real quick? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, they talk about single families as cash flow properties, and yeah. I've got to disagree with that. You know, after years and years of experience and trying to get a you know a reliable, solid cash flow out of a single family house, I just can't figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, now don't get me wrong; single families are a fantastic equity play, but you know, you've got to have a job or something to generate some cash flow. Yeah. If you're going to hold a single family for rental. And uh, expect that to give you cash flow, you know, please don't. But if you expect it to get paid down over, you know, 15, 20, 30 years and you have a great asset on your on your balance sheet and your net worth goes up a lot because you've got appreciation and depreciation mm-hmm. and, you know, the cash flow to help pay for the mortgage, then, you know, you're, you know, if you go in with the right expectations, it's a great, it's a great right. thing. But for cash flow, what do we do? It's multifamily and it's all a cash flow business you know i think i think that and again i'm generalizing but i believe that going into a multifamily uh property you shouldn't go into it expecting an enormous amount of appreciation over time right you shouldn't you know this is all about cash flow it's purely about cash flow multifamily is your cash flow single family is your appreciation and equity correct place. correct now that does that doesn't go without it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't create equity in the multifamily space because that's what we do. You know, we're looking for what's called value add opportunities in the multifamily space. Maybe it's physically distressed. Maybe there are uh, managerial issues that are just 
Maybe there's just no manager, right? <laughs> right. There's no management whatsoever. I mean, or maybe they just all. don't care, do, you know. Which we also see, <laughs> right. right? But if they're willing to sell at the price we're willing to pay under those circumstances, yeah. So now you might you might buy a building for a million bucks that you might have to stick six, seven hundred thousand into it, but it's worth three million when it's all said and done. You've just created, you know, one point two, one point three million, one point four million dollars. Not to mention the uh, the increase in rents that right. you get. You know, uh, my mentor's mentor, you'll hear me talk about it all the time, when he was going into those deals, meaning the first year, he all he wanted to do was make $100 a month per door. Right. That was it. He wanted, a, a he wanted a net $100 He wanted per a net door. $100 a month per door. Okay. But what people fail to realize is he was a – buy and hold guy. He wasn't a guy who was willing to sell it in, you know, four years, five years, six years. He wanted to hold. But what happens to your rents every year? Well, I, I guess they go up. At least 2%, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody who rents knows that knows this happens. Every time your lease is up, it's a little bit more expensive, a little bit more expensive. Now, some of that, of course, uh, as, as the property owner, you know, your taxes are going up as well. And some of your other expenses do go up as well. But just to put the math pretty simply, you know, if he's making a hundred bucks this year, well, next year he's making a hundred and two, right? And the year after that, he's making a hundred and four and change, you know. And now it really starts to compound over time. And again, it's a cash flow business. So if you're making money in the single family business, you have and you want to stay in real estate. I think it's very important that one diversifies into another aspect of real estate that is. I'm not going to say recession-proof, but what I am going to say is everyone has to be able to live somewhere, and they have to be able to do it affordably. What happened, speaking of recession-proof, what happened to multifamily in 2009, for example? Oh, it was one of the most interesting things. Now, I must show you this in comparison, right? So in comparison, single families, during the real estate bubble bursting, yes. There were about 10%, slightly more than 10%, but approximately 10% of single-family mortgages that went belly up. And you saw what happened to our economy. I mean, it was... It was devastating. It was devastated with just 10% of the market falling out. That's because of a whole different situation. You know, our central banking system, how all that works, uh, selling, you know, selling debt ratios. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Now, multifamily, in that same time period... Only 0.4% of the, the number of uh, foreclosures were multifamily. Wow. Only 0.4% of the multifamily units on the market, only 0.4% of them went into foreclosures. So lenders really kind of like multifamily. Love, they, they love them because they're cash flowing, right? <laughs> right. If, if they get this one house like you were talking about before, if, if, if a bank forecloses on one house and there's you know, generally they're not getting – those rents, those rents aren't coming in, and they're going to offer that person cash for keys to get out of there, right? In short, in short time. That's not the way it goes with multifamily and banks. These things are cash flowing. They simply take it over, and they take over the rent collections. They take over the rent collections, put new management in, or they use the existing management if it isn't uh, in-house from the previous owner. If it's outsourced, they'll use the same ones generally, 
But and but they so, don't want to do any of that. That's not what banks do. They no, don't. Not. They're not interested in acquiring multifamily. They are not. But the, you know what? They're very interested in you bringing them a deal that makes financial sense. Right. These are properties that it's not about you personally, right? It's not. It's not about you personally. You know, and depending on where you're getting the the money from to do these kinds of deals, they are not going to ask you. You don't have to do a personal guarantee. Right. Right. You know, it's it's the asset. It's the asset that makes sense to them. And and again, it depends on you know what kind of asset you're buying, what condition it's in when you're buying it. You know, all of that actually matters. So the the processes to do it are the same really as single family. So if you're going to buy if you're going to buy doors to rent, right? Wouldn't you like them to be in one square? It's a lot easier, <laughs> you know, than you know to collect it from fifty uh, units if they're all in one spot. Exactly. And then maybe you could afford to hire a property manager and just let them pay the property. Manager. That's right, because property managers at that point are you know five six percent as opposed to ten percent on the single family side. Right. You know, uh, rental processes are a lot easier to manage. Property is a lot easier. You only have to. You know, cut the grass at one property instead of fifty or sixty. Yeah. So, you know, if 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 anyone has an interest in investing in multifamily, what do they need to do, Steve? Well, they they probably need to find us. You know, and we have uh, programs where, it, and you mentioned this in one of the first shows that we just we did, that if you have a lot of money and no time, yeah. You know, this is multifamily we're syndicating some multifamily right now yeah that gives people a great return to get all the benefits of ownership with none of the headaches of actually doing any of the work yeah that's correct so i think that um there are a lot of people out there that want to get involved in real estate there are uh, disbursements that are going on on a regular basis uh from monies that are generated from these things there's quarterly profit uh to be split from cash flow there's right uh there's you know, equity that's shared uh, throughout the process. There's depreciation that's shared throughout. All of those great things. I mean, listen, by, by diversifying in the real estate market, a lot of people watch TV and they get sucked into the fix and flip game and the wholesale game. It's a great place to start if you've got some time and you don't have any money. It, it really is. is. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, too. It is. And, and of course, we're not knocking it. No. We'll, you know, we'll never knock it. But the, the point is... You live and you learn. And the longer you live, you grow. You have these different experiences. And going through pain is the best, ex- is the best teacher ever. Yeah. You know, that's the, ex- the I don't know any, uh, any other experience that I've learned more from than the pain that I've been through <laughs> you know, uh, in different aspects of life. You know what they always say, at least what I always say, if you're not making any mistakes, then you're not doing anything. That's right. That's <laughs> so, exactly right. So, you know, you're watching that's TV. A, that's it. I mean, you know, we, we watched what happened during what well, we did more than watch. We were a part of what happened oh, yeah. during, during the crash. I mean, we were affected. I, I think most Americans, I know that most Americans were affected by this, whether they were involved in the real estate industry or not. Mm-hmm. You know, Americans were affected by uh, what happened in 2008, nine, you know, and, Really, right. ten. It started to kind of turn around a little bit, uh, but we we really went through it, and that taught a lot of us how to uh, how to how to diversify, how to stick through certain markets, how to stick with things. Because we saw you know people sell off things, and 
We saw the comeback for the people that didn't sell things off. You know, we witnessed the so comeback. So you saw me down, a, down there selling off some stuff. Huh? <laughs> There's a lot of sell-offs going. Yeah. There were a lot of that, man. So, you know, it's, it's, you have to diversify. You have to think about your future, and it's all about cash flow and, and having equity. Equity grows a lot faster because it compounds. Right. So, you know, that's just where we are. Cool. You know, uh, I want to remind people of the Wholesale Mastery, uh, August 17th. Go to Eventbrite. Yes. Sign up for that. Yeah, you got only come. if you want to, but don't don't do it if you don't want to. You, you got to come. Yeah, you got to come. You know, or don't. Let's if we tell them not to, they probably will. Hey, don't come. We we only have a certain <laughs> amount of space, so, I mean, and, I, and we only have so many donuts. So absolutely. So listen, we want to thank you for taking this time to listen to us today. This is Jason Miles, Steve Connolly, Real Estate Three Sixty Pro, taking you from the show to the pro. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833willbuy. Se habla español, llámanos, call us today. Hi, I'm Steve Connolly. And I'm Jason Miles. And we do the Real Estate 360 show. So if you want to learn how to invest in real estate with something or with nothing at all, tune in on Thursdays at 11 a.m. right here on Biz 1190.